Hello, and welcome to your new favorite team, the podcast that looks into what makes your team so special. I'm your host, Chris, and let me introduce my co-host, who wanted to do a podcast called Breaking Chews, a food news podcast. It's Lizzie. Lizzie, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm good. Uh, happy happy Sunday to you. Happy, happy Sunday all around. That was good. Who submitted that one? Okay. That was just me. That was me. Nice. Breaking well Chews felt good. Did you know you have like a, your first segment done for that? Why? What is it? it? It's a uh, uh, Mountain Dew put out a recipe for a Mountain Dew Thanksgiving turkey. Which felt like maybe we're done. Maybe like as a group we're done. Like a Mountain Dew turkey, get out of here. How did how am I correlated to that though? Who's done? Who in that situation? All of us. If we're not... if we're all if we're like getting to the point where Mountain Dew's like, yeah, I think people will eat a Mountain Dew turkey. It's over. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, I'm no, I'm actually not intrigued with that. I was like, no. usually weird stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That I'm not interested in. There's something about turkey that should not be green, you know? 100%. Get that out of here. That that sounds disgusting. Truly disgusting. Well, if you have a submission for Lizzie's Other Podcast, email them in at lizziesotherpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, exciting episode today. We're continuing our series of um, season so far. And the season's very quickly wrapping up. Just really one more full weekend of, of college football. Um, before we get into the you know, know. championship games and bowl games. I, I feel like we should call it uh, season. Season only. so done. I, yeah, season, season so, so done. done. That's oh, well I done. love that. I love that. Yeah. But no, so we're continuing on with that. Uh, so that means that we're bringing somebody back that we already spoke to. And it's Land Teller for the university. Oh, man, you're supposed to introduce him. That's my bad. But no, it's, it's fine. It's Ole Miss and it's Land. And so welcome back, Land. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me back. And I will say the uh, Mountain Dew Turkey does actually, I don't know about, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to try a Maui first Mountain Dew Turkey. Um, no. One of all of your family members, because that, that sounds like a pretty, uh, pretty rocking time. Yeah. I will say if you're doing a Mountain Dew Turkey, you're eating alone. Yeah. <laughs> It would be that way. Yes, I I would think that, or even if you brought it up, it would get you to a position where you would be eating alone. Yes, yes. If you want to put like a cap on people who are going to show up to your house and or if you just like really want your family to say, hey, you're not responsible for anything anymore. Go ahead and hit them with that Mountain Dew turkey and you'll be gone. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad strategy when you really think about it. It's, you yeah. know, you guys didn't like my turkey. Man, that stinks. I guess, uh, you sure you don't want me to help with anything? You want me to yeah. just sit here and watch football all day and drink beer? <laughs> if I must. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I have a real life story of somebody I know who like had married into a family and the first Thanksgiving, she was like being polite and said, is there anything I can help you with? And the, the I think her mother-in-law was like, yeah, you can make the turkey. And she was like, what? The turkey? Like the actual turkey? And uh, I feel like that, that could have been really helpful to her. So if only we could rewind. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I was going to say I know someone. It's my brother. I was like, hey, you're in charge of the turkey this year. You know, just do a... And I was like, you're in charge of it. He's really good on the grill and smoke and all that stuff. And he rolled out a test turkey like two weeks ago. The pressure got to him. He was nervous. Rolled out a test turkey two weeks in advance. I appreciate the commitment to having a good Thanksgiving turkey. That's a power move because the turkey, it's like the biggest. It's probably like 
maybe at least for me, it's the least liked dish, but it's the mm-hmm. most important dish. Like I think like everybody's fired. Yeah. Nobody's fired up about the turkey. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I can't wait to turkey this Thursday. It's more like the sides, but yeah, yeah. we put so much pressure on the turkey that you know a test turkey is probably not a bad idea. No, I respected because, it. You know, just kind of get, get a little temperature gauge and just make sure what you're doing is good, and everybody will. Yeah, and I know my family well enough that if you mess up the turkey one time, it'll be brought up for years. I'm thinking oh, sure. specifically of your mom, Lizzie, will always bring up the bad turkey if, if it yeah, went down I, like that. I come from a long line of just my mom being a perfectionist, so I don't do anything. I contribute exactly 0% to Thanksgiving ever. I sometimes bring LaCroix, but if I bring the wrong flavor, <laughs> then I'm mercilessly ridiculed. So I don't even Ow. bring that anymore. There's Ow. nothing. Well, this actually, uh, people who might be listening to this later, I don't know if it's obvious, but Thanksgiving week is right now. So Mm -hmm. we're coming up on the last game. What's it? Is it always a rivalry game this week? Uh, This like weekend? Yeah. Pretty classically. So Land, how are you? uh, How are you doing in preparation for the old uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss game? Uh, I heard on a podcast, I listened to an Ole Miss podcast, um, and I, I heard that in their opinion, and I trust their opinion, that this is like a top three most important egg bowl, like ever. Wow. So, um, egg bowl, that's right. That's what it's called. I forgot. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I Probably last time we spoke, I feel like we had the game in the bag. But as time has progressed in this weird SEC season has, you know, gotten deeper and deeper in and more teams have just kind of gotten good. Um, this game scares me a lot, probably more than, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I'm nervous. We'll, we'll leave it at that. that well, let's, that, let's, yeah. let's build there. Let's build there. We'll come back Sorry. around, maybe check. No, you're perfect. You, you're I perfect. I no, want you're... to know what he was thinking. I, no. Also, I, we have to table this. You don't have to answer it now. I want to know if you got out of your Thanksgiving to get to go to the egg bowl. So we can come back to that because we talked about it last time, but <laughs> we did. Well, just to kind of go back, uh, we talked to you right before the season started. And I, we didn't really get like a season pre from you, preview from you, but you were super excited about the Lane Kiffin era. I, I didn't really even listen back because I just remembered th- like how excited you were about the Lane Kiffin era and the, and the kind of the second year of it as it starts to build into his program. And I think I think we've seen that you were dead on. What a what a season you're having. You're sitting at nine and two going into the final weekend. Um, yeah, what a year. It, it's been a great year to be an Ole Miss Rebel, Chris. And but the funny thing is, is that we're nine and two. But like, if you watch our games back, like, and I was talking to one of my friends last weekend, I was like, we're, we're not very good though. Like, <laughs> like we're a nine and two team. But like, this is the difference in a good coaching staff as opposed to a mediocre coaching staff is we just find ways to win games. I mean, you look at. The Arkansas game, we're a ball in the air away from losing that game. And then Tennessee, we're a weird decision by a backup quarterback away from losing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, A&M, we decided that we didn't really want to score. Um, we get to the 20 and then say, you know what, we're cool here. We'll chill out, uh, go for it on fourth down and not get it. But we hung on in that game, too. So, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. It's like good teams play good but great teams just win games and um you know we've been banged up it's been an absolute nightmare of a season in terms of injuries um we were down to like our fifth string wide receiver and like our 
our backup nose tackle was playing guard. And I mean, it was just the offense kind of became this Frankenstein of just, just put somebody out there and just kind of hope that they can make something happen. And, you know, we're kind of getting healthier as the end of the season's gone on, which is great. Um, Man, I mean, it's been like, it's kind of weird. Like nine and two, we were seven and zero at home for the first time in school history. Um, the, the like second time since 1990 something that we went undefeated at home. I mean, it's, if you really think about it, we have the opportunity to go uh, win 10 regular season games for the first time ever. I mean, it, it's shaping up to be the best season of Ole Miss football ever. And, but, you know, I was like, I was saying to my friend, like, this is not one of our best teams ever, which is so mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, you take some of those Hugh Freeze football teams and, you know, I would think they were better teams than the ones we got now, but it's just, we're with Lane, we just win games. And mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, you know, I'm not complaining, you know, I'm cool with it. Nine and two is super awesome. Um, but it's just been a weird <laughs> season um, all around the league, but even, you know, yeah. even Ole Miss too, it's just been a, it's been an odd year, but man, I mean, being second in the SEC is kind of, it's kind of nice, you know, it's, it's lonely yeah. up here at the top. <laughs> oh yeah. Nine God. and two, nine and two. Uh, I would take that so bad. I, I want that. So yeah, that's like, But that's I'm happy for you. Like when you feel like it's a laid back nine and two, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's just been such a weird season where like most Ole Miss seasons have those games that you look back and go, oh, if we just would have beat Memphis or, oh, if we just would have stopped Arkansas on fourth and 25, but we really haven't had those this year. We've just won games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back at the Auburn game and kind of wish that some things went differently. But, I mean, we were on the road at night and we were down to like our, you know, bottom of the bottom of the roster players. And so it's just I think if we played them again. I think we would win. But, you know, there just hasn't been that staple Ole Miss loss. that just kind of leaves you scratching your head going, well, if, if only we could have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's I mean, I guess that's that's the Lane Kiffin effect, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, let's we'll, we'll jump into some specific games. But since you just brought it up, maybe the Auburn game. I mean, that, as I recall it, it you know, Bo Nix, Bo Nix to me is chaos personified. I, I do like to watch him at Auburn. I know he's he's banged up and they just lost to South oh, Carolina yeah, you yesterday. Do not like him. I, I forgot that. No, you I do like him. No, I don't think he's that, you don't think he's that good at all. No, I no, I, I mean I don't think he's gonna play in the NFL. He's just so chaotic. He's a chaotic That's player. But that yeah. that kind of felt like maybe a little bit in that game, but then Ole Miss only scores 20 points. I mean, that game was there probably for the taking, right? Absolutely. It it it's one of those frustrating games that you know neither team really wants to win it, and you mm-hmm. kind of feel that, you know, to be honest with you, that that was one of those nights that you know, it really kind of started our our offensive struggles in the red zone that we've been dealing with this last couple of weeks, because I mean, we can move the ball on anybody 20 to 20. I mean, it does not matter. We will get to the 20 for the most part, but it's just after that, the red zone, we just kind of, I think we lose our, you know, kind of get tight, you know, defenses are able to kind of tighten up mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, that was a big issue. We would get to the 20 and then we just couldn't score. And, you know, I don't want to be the guy that blames it on officiating, but it was, you know, there were some weird calls here and there that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of stuck out. And, um, you know, I'm usually, I like to go to this Ole Miss podcast I listen to to kind of make sure that those calls were rough because they're very objective and they're very honest. Like, look, get over it. It wasn't that bad. But even this game, they're like, this was some weird officiating. Um, And, you know, we had some calls that, that kind of killed us and, and, you know, um, 
you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in the theory that Birmingham loves their Auburn Tigers, but, um, you know, it, it was just one of those weird games and, and we just couldn't oh, it score. Was a, it was a neutral site game? It was in no, no, it was, it was in Auburn, but Birmingham is where the SEC office is. And there's kind of this oh, underground gotcha. conspiracy theory that like every, that everybody's trying to make Auburn win games because like they get these. Oh, now I'm tracking. Yes. Um, that would be and I if that's proven to be true, that's terrible. It's not. It's, it's, not. Not. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of fun for people that lose to Auburn to just go, yeah, we'll say it was the, the refs. But I, somebody um, said that Auburn is the author of all fun sucking anyway. So it sounds like we can just add this to their list of things. <laughs> well, they're just they've been they're just so lucky and they just get the it's it's just very frustrating. But mm-hmm. um, but it was one of those. I mean, the the officiating certainly didn't help, but it wasn't the, the main the main factor. I mean, at the end of the day we were banged up. I mean, we were playing with, you know, our second string tight end, our, our top receiver that was playing was like our fifth string receiver. If you go in order of like receivers, we, we like to throw the ball to, and it's just, it's hard to win games that way. And like defense did, did their job. I mean, defense played fine. I mean, they made some stops, you know, I think Tank Biz, Bigsby was not as much of a factor as I expected, but you know, it just was one of those where like, we just couldn't score points and you know, it, it, the, the logic prevails that if you score more points than the other team, you, you will most likely win the game. And um, it was just one of those that we just, I don't know. It was frustrating, but it wasn't one of those head scratchers where you just go, oh, if only we could have, it's just, we, it was just a, you know, I think if we were a hundred percent healthy um, that game would have gone differently, but um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's just injuries, injuries kill. And, and they got us that game. Well, so is that so? Auburn and Alabama are the only losses. Those mm-hmm. are the yes, two only two losses. Okay. Alabama and Auburn both on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Which, That's yeah. what you're saying about being uh, home field champions right now. <laughs> is where's the egg bowl being played? It's in Starkville. So mm-hmm. um, I can go ahead and answer your question. I willingly did not get out of my Thanksgiving because <laughs> you didn't want to go to Starkville. I, yeah, no, thank you. Start Vegas will be without me this year. Um, I, I had no desire to leave the comfort of family and friends that love me and go sit in a stadium with a bunch of people that feel the complete opposite. And I was going to say, hate you, love you, will not yeah, appreciate Right. Wish that I was not where I was if I were there. They would not want me there. But I was talking to my roommate last night. Like, I, I just could not put up with that. If I had to sit in that stadium and watch us lose – it would be awful because, um, yeah, I just, I shudder so, at the thought. So just in case your family listens to this, it wasn't actually that you cared about being near them. It was more just not being there. If they, if they ask, I just oh. couldn't miss out on some good old fashioned family fun. Um, but between you, me and the fence post, um, it was to uh, hopefully avoid what could be a catastrophic evening in Starkville uh, for anyone wearing red and blue. Mm-hmm. Well, so since we last spoke to you, I will say we did talk to somebody else uh, about, and we talked to Arkansas and you came up. Did you know that Arkansas really doesn't like Ole Miss? Because it was news to me. I, I didn't know this. I did, I did know this. But the funny thing is, is that it's really, it's really the baseball programs that hate each other so much. Mm-hmm. And it's super weird. Like, I don't really have a problem with Arkansas and football. I mean, I don't like losing to them. Right. And they've beaten us in such just ridiculous ways that it's just, it just kind of stinks. And I hate playing Arkansas. But if like, someone walks up to me and he's like, hey, I'm an Arkansas fan, I don't go, ew, I hate you. I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. But when you get into the baseball season, 
that's when we don't like Arkansas because like our fan bases like are always feuding with each other and like the the social medias of each baseball team are like throwing shots at each other. Mm. Um, it's very odd, but but it is for whatever reason in baseball, Ole Miss and Arkansas hate each other. Although I didn't know that they maybe hated us just in general. Um, that that seems <laughs> to be news. To Sorry, me. maybe don't. Okay, well don't spread that rumor. But they were talking about the the Grove was brought up in some like way, and I was like, huh. I, I think there's more there. And they're like, yeah, we can't stand old Miss. And I was like, what? Yeah. What did they do to you? So, but yeah. now we know it all makes sense. But yeah. well, they hate us because they ain't us, as they say. So <laughs> I bet they'd take nine and two right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they would. Oh, for yeah, sure. No, definitely. That is 100% why they do not like you. <laughs> hey, well, were you at the Tennessee game? The Tennessee Ole Miss game? I was, I was too, Land. I should have said something. Well, I have I another there. question. I have another question. Oh, sorry. Did you throw the mustard bottle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been asked this question and I have not revealed, but yes, that was me. Wow. Uh, I stopped at the Knoxville Kroger and found <laughs> me a bottle of uh, of mustard and said, "This, you shall be the rock with which I, I begin this war. Um, the amount of, I saw a good, like at least three of my friends who want, like who, their uh, like boyfriend dressed up as Lane Kiffin and she dressed up like the the golf ball. So that was very interesting to me. Oh yeah, for... I thought about that, but I couldn't get anyone to dress up as the golf ball. That was my. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, where do you know where that golf ball is now? I, is wanna, he... I think Lane probably keeps it in his office. If I had to guess, one hundred percent. Um yeah, and 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 you know, so I was he there, and it neck. was uh, it was the greatest birthday present I ever got because that was on my birthday and. Ah. Like, oh wow! It was the most nerve-wracking, like, thirty-five minutes of my entire life because we just like Ole Miss fans, like Tennessee fans, like, well, the game's over. Oh well, but Ole Miss fans are sitting in that stadium, looking up at the clock, seeing three minutes left, or whatever it was, and going like, if they don't call this game, we might lose. Mm-hmm. Like, we need this game to get called, also because of the safety of others. But you know, um, but we were also concerned about how the end of the game would be. But I will say this, I have been in a lot of stadiums and a lot of sporting events, and that was the loudest sporting event I've ever attended. Um, it was wild. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Like the, the, the ability that Tennessee was able to stay at that level of volume that consistently was unbelievable. Like, you know, most of us, like most like, you know, third down, everybody gets fired up and then, you know, they get the first down and you kind of go, well, all right, you kind of sit down, you conserve your energy. But Tennessee was screaming the entire time, even when it was 24 to nine, and I was like, okay, this is over. They just kept being loud. And, you know, it's a big reason I think they got back in the game. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, like, I just – I was looking around at the guys, the people I was with at the game, and I was like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, they just continue to just hurdle things. And, like – and, you know, that was, I think, the day that a lot of the country fell in love with Lane Kiffin because, <laughs> like, he handled it I know I such- did. Yeah, like I'm just kidding. He was such an a-hole about it, but like uh-huh. it was funny that like people mm-hmm. were like, okay, I kind of respect that. Like, yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. you got a feel for the guy. I mean, for 13 years, I mean, these Tennessee fans have just absolutely crucified him any opportunity that they've gotten. And this was kind of his first opportunity to kind of, you know, have his rebuttal. And you know, for yeah. him winning, I think he wanted to play it off like it didn't mean much to him, but I think it meant a lot. And you know, I just think like. I stayed with some Tennessee fans, and after that game, they were the nicest people I've ever met. They were so mean about Lane Kiffin. We hate him so much. Like, I wish that that <laughs> golf ball hit him in the oh, shit. I, you know, 
I also was with people who like were pretty like, you know, introverts, kind of nice people. And they like halfway through the game just flipped and were like, I hate it. I was like, what I know. happened? It's so bizarre. Me, and like, the funny thing is, is the people that I stayed with, they were like four years old when that Lane Kiffin thing went down. Lizzie like, and I, literally when you came on, we're just having that same conversation. We were like, we were just re-talking about that game. I was like, incoming freshmen were six years old. Like they yeah. were children. Like it, they are yeah, not like, mad about this. Not- yeah. Well, I didn't realize or... how long ago he coached there. It was for those who are listening who might not. Even... Was it like 2008, 2009? Yeah, it was like sixth grade. I think it was 2009. Six... So I, I, I might have been in fifth grade. I mean, it was so long ago that I'm not sure. And, right. Um, but like... I was in sixth grade. Can confirm. I think if you graduate, I don't know, but. I definitely do not remember people I hated in sixth grade. So I feel like we should let, we should use that method or that formula and move on. Which mm-hmm. is funny that people, I guess these people were just like, so what do we hate Lane Kiffin and older Tennessee people were like, yes, we do. And they're like, okay, why? And they're like, well, you know, 13 years ago, he took a better job. And the, like, it wasn't even like, you know, like at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, okay. It stinks. But, but like, You've had like thirty coaches since then. Exactly. It's well, kind of weird. Land, let me. Thirteen let me years ago. Oh, if Lane leaves oh. Ole Miss, would you be mad? Would you then start the rally to be like, ten years later, we hate him. We still hate him. If he shows his face at Ole Miss, we hate him. I I don't think so. I like because there was this brief rumor that he was maybe going to take the Miami job. And that's still technically on the table, but I don't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, you know, if he leaves, like it would really stink. But, you know, I, like he put us back on the map and, you know, I, it was just one of those, like, what's that quote? Like, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. Oh like, my gosh. Be, that's so- <laughs> I think that, I can just picture moments. his face. That needs to be a sticker for the state of Tennessee and a picture yeah. of Lane Kiffin and then that quote underneath it. Yeah, and I think, like, and I know, like, it's, like, and I genuinely, like, I would be sad and, like, really bummed out, but, like, I think with the way we would do it, we would probably just promote our offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, who would then hire his brother-in-law, Kendall Bryles, as his offensive coordinator, that we'd kind of be like, you know, we're not really in a bad boat, because Jeff Mm. Levy's probably going to be a head coach next year, whether that's here or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, it, it. it would be a bummer, but if, if you told me that we would go from Lane Kiffin to like another like Matt Luke kind of thing, then then that may kind of get the blood boiling a little bit. Where like we were right there and then we fell back to mediocrity. But I think it would really just depend on who we hired. Yeah. Um, well, the Florida job just came open a few hours ago, and I, to me, uh, Lane Kiffin would make a lot of sense at UF much more than at Miami. So I was going to ask that question. I mean, does that worry you at all? That job uh, coming well, open today? Yeah, not 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 as much as you would think. Um, uh, some people that I know uh, have told me that 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 would not be a good fit. That the AD at Florida and Lane would not really do well. Um, similar to LSU, um, there was you know when there was talk that he would maybe take the LSU job. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's just the problem with a lot of these big schools that you know. That, their ADs, I mean, it's it's the part of the reason why they're so successful is they have these ADs that are just, you know, this the way that they are. I mean, they're just they're very mm-hmm. stubborn and they're very, you know, my way or the highway. And so it, you know, kind of helps, you know, that helps them in some ways. But I feel like when you get these personalities like Lane Kiffin and James Franklin and all these, you know, big 
loud personalities that can kind of butt heads with the other loud personalities of the athletic director. And so, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, matters that, you know, Lane would, it, I don't know. I mean, Lane is, is a, is a beach guy. He wants to be close to the water, but mm-hmm. um, if, if you want to know, honestly, I think his longevity at Ole Miss relies on Arch Manning. And mm-hmm. I think that dependent on the way Arch Manning goes, I think if, if, if Lane can get Arch Manning, he'll stay for as long as Arch is around. Um, if he doesn't get Arch, he will probably feel a little bit less inclined to stick around and maybe go kind of see what else is out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Arch, is, you know, Arch Manning, for everyone that doesn't know, is the nephew of both Eli and Peyton and I, was I guess it's Cooper's say, son. Is that who Arch Manning is exactly? Yeah, the second coming of football Jesus. As we yeah, know. so he's he's he comes from a pedigree. Obviously, he's visited every school in the country at this point. The weekend he came to Ole Miss, I love this. The weekend he came to Ole Miss, which just so happened the weekend they retired Eli's jersey. So they had Manning written in the end zone. Is it because his nephew was also going to be there this week? Who's to say? But he definitely was there that weekend. Thought that was incredibly smart well, by Ole Miss. I, it sounds like they would just have – hold on. I'm just – Chris, hold on. Yeah. If he was there to see his uncle retire, then that is just totally off, like, random. Well, he was also there on an official visit, which is a recruiting, you know, mumbo-jumbo. So he, he wasn't just there to see his uncle get retired. But, you mm-hmm. know – Okay, now it makes more sense because I was like, come on, Christopher. Do yeah. the math. I'm not, I'm not some one of these conspiracy one theorists. <laughs> yeah, no. Does he – so that's cool. Also, the Mannings seem to crank out some like cool names every time. Except Eli's not that cool. Just continue. Wow. All right. Wow. Arch Arch Manning is a cool name. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Eli, Eli's cool to me. Um, but um, Sorry. Yeah, Arch uh, Arch is is a big deal, and we I think the the big ones are Georgia, Texas, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU was up there for a while, but then this Title IX NCAA stuff has kind of kicked them out of the running. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's we're still trying to figure out if that Manning end zone thing was intentional, right? Um, which right. you know, just uh, so happened. I'm not. I'm not accusing I, I, anybody I, I of anything. Personally, it's a coincidence. I don't <laughs> even think they knew Arch was coming. I think yeah. they just totally thought, man, let's put Eli's last name in the end zone. And if a certain five-star quarterback with that same last name happens to be here, then, you know. Win-win. Win-win. You win twice. I'll tell you what. The rest of the people who were there did not feel special. That's for sure. They're like, if they're being recruited, they're like, my name isn't in the end zone. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where we go. Well, you know, let your uncle be come back and talk to us. Have a, being a a, a family of quarterbacks, then you come back. Well, uh, let's speak. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's let's try to do a segue, like in a real way. You've had an amazing quarterback all this year, who I guess could have come back for an extra year, but just announced this week um, that that this would be his final home game. I think he participated in Senior Day. But how good has he been all year? I mean, I, I've loved watching him. It's it's really hard to put into words just how good Matt Corral is because. Essentially, what, what what he does is so much of what makes him good is stuff you don't really see on the stat sheet or see, um, you know, as you watch the game. Uh, but you take a look at that Tennessee game and, you know, he rushed for 195 yards and, you know, it, it's just he's the kind of player uh, that just absolutely will do whatever he needs to do to win. 
Mm-hmm. And we had a quarterback like that named Chad Kelly um, a couple years ago where essentially it was just kind of this like, I don't care that you are a four-star defensive back standing between me and this first down. I'm going to get it um, on fourth and whatever. Like, And he would just put his body on the line. He would just do whatever he needed to do to win. And Matt Corral kind of has that same mentality um, where he will do whatever he needs to do to win games. And, you know, if that's a rush for 195 yards or throw for 398 yards, whatever it is. Um, and it's one of those things that Lane kind of had to tell Matt, like, Matt, look, dude, you got to quit running. You're going to get yourself hurt. Mm-hmm. And he just said, coach, I can't like, I, I can say that I will try, but yeah, once I'm, you know, once he gets on the field, he just kind of gets after it. And what's so awesome to me is to see the progression of him as a, as a, as, as a person, like his freshman year, he got in a fist fight at the egg bowl and kind of got that thing started. It just kind of was mm-hmm. this hot head from California he, you know, he was selfish and just only cared about himself. And then you come to last night um, where Lane Kiffin was going to go into the locker room and was trying to decide if he should, you know, kind of uh, get after the team about how we played poorly last night. And Matt was already doing it. Matt was mm. already saying, you know, I don't want to see you guys going out. We've got a lot of work to do. If we play like this again, we're going to get our butts kicked next week. And like, we have to be better. We have to work harder and stuff like that. And, you know, Lane was just like, he's never seen a quarterback do that. And so for him to kind of take just this step from being this cocky California gunslinger to this, you know, mature, you know, experienced leader, um, you know, he, he does a really phenomenal job. And he's even said, like, I'm not going to take plays off. I'm not going to take games off because I'm, I'm hurt. He says, I'm hurt. I'm not injured. Mm-hmm. And he's like, as long as I can compete and play, I'm going to be out there to set an example to the other guys. And I mean, that it just absolutely just exudes this confidence throughout the entire team. And um, so that's the kind of stuff you don't necessarily see in the stat sheet or see in the game. But then he also couples it with, you know, probably one of the prettiest deep balls in the country. Um, Mm -hmm. His decision making has improved uh, astronomically from a year ago. Um, I think he had, you know, 11 interceptions in two games last year. Uh, And, you know, I think he's only got three picks this year. Um, and, and his decision-making has just been so much better. He's smarter. He's, he's, you know, willing to throw the ball the way, willing to take the sack instead of trying to force something that's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's, he's had to handle a lot of injuries on the, on his team. You know, I mean, a lot of his top receivers have been out and so he's kind of had to make do with what he's had. And, um, you know, some of that chemistry is not as strong as some of the other guys he has on the team, but he's, you know, kind of found ways, like I said, finding ways to win and, Um, You know, I think if you just look at if the Heisman was the most valuable player, you would have to give it to him Mm -hmm. because of what he means to this team. You take Matt Corral out and we're probably five and five, Uh, like he's just not, I mean, you know, or whatever the math there would be, we just would not be very good because he is that difference maker. And, um, you know, so he, he's, you know, I I don't think anyone was shocked when he made his, made his announcement. Um, that he was going to the NFL. I had some people text me like, what in the world? He's not coming back. I was like, come on. Like, yeah. he's, he's top 10 pick. Uh, yeah. you know, I, he, he would be a very unwise person to come back for another year. But, um, right. it, it, it's, you know, we're kind of just trying to uh, enjoy him while we have him um, because he's, you know, not many people uh, with his talent, his ability come, come through Oxford. Um, no, so. he is. He's definitely special. I know his name was, like you said, 
his name was in that Heisman running for a while and, and the stats scaled back a little bit, but still just an impressive, uh, impressive player. Um, been a lot of fun to watch um, all this year. So left in the season, you got the Egg Bowl. We spoke on that a little bit, a little nervous. Uh, both teams put up a ton of points, so it should be a pretty fun for a neutral, you know, a game to watch on, on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. Take a break from your family. Put your Mountain Dew turkey leg down and, and kind of watch this game a little bit. should be fun. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it, both teams are a terrible matchup for the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pirate, uh, his, uh, dump raid, as I call it, cause he, he doesn't really air it out. The, the, like the air raid would suggest mm-hmm. he just kind of dumps it off to little swing passes. Um, you know, he, uh, it, it, it's going to pose an issue for our, you know, it's, it's hard to stop and it can be frustrating for a defense. And so, um, you know, I think that's going to be tough on our defense. And I think our offense's speed and tempo will kind of p- prove uh, problems for state. Um, I just think that, um, it, it really is for a neutral third party that has no interest in the matter. I mean, it'll be a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the two quarterbacks will be, you know, really interesting to watch. Um, Will Rogers is having a heck of a year. Um, he's, he's really kind of found a way to fit this system and, and kind of play this system. Well, um, he's playing a lot of really good football recently. And so he's, you know, he scares me a little bit. Um, I, uh, I went to a date party with his sister. So I'm kind of being like, Hey, Anna Grace, like we're friends. Mm-hmm. Just tell Will to just take it easy. Like, we no. just, uh, you know, just respectfully, um, please do. That. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I'll tell Matt to uh, yeah. take it easy on you guys. Uh, <laughs> I was listening. I was winking. Cause I'm not going to tell Matt to do that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Anna Grace and I are friends and you know, he's a phenomenal quarterback and, yeah. and you know, it's kind of been fun to kind of watch him progress. Um, you know, uh, knowing Anna Grace and uh, he's, he's, he's had a heck of a season and, you know, he's, he's going to cause some problems for us. And, you know, we're going to, it's, it's, it's going to be a really great matchup to watch. It's going to be a tough matchup to play in. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I think at Vegas, it'll probably be a pick them when, when, when the time. Yeah, comes. I just saw, I saw they were favored by one and, you know, who knows where that line will move and stuff like that. I looked it up right before this was surprised. The over under was only like 61 points, not to get two in the Vegas weeds, but felt like that maybe would even push that both these teams can score. So it'll be yeah, interesting. Both the teams can score. I've started learning to take the under in Ole Miss games. I think I've kind of had to adjust my perception of this offense to be, oh, like it was last year. Oh, we're going to score 60 points a game. We're going to run the score up. And because it's really, we've been winning these games with defense, which I think mm. if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have laughed in your face. But, you know, it really has come down to our defense. They've really improved guys like, uh, you know, Chase Campbell and, or Chance Campbell, excuse me, and, um, you know, Jake Springer, these transfer guys that have really stepped up and really begin, been, been a huge impact for this defense. And then guys like Otis Reese and uh, A.J. Finley in the secondary, um, as well as Sam Williams, you know, a future NFL prospect that's going to pro this year, you know, is leading the nation in sacks. I mean, it's really been a defensive year. And after this Arkansas game, we're holding people under 19 points a game, which is, you know, unbelievable from yeah. where we were a year ago. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, these games, both of teams defense seems to be their strong suit. I mean, I think both these offenses can score, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of they'll be able to, you know, especially for Ole Miss with these red zone offensive woes, you know, if we can find ways to punch it in um, when we get down there, um, I think it'll be really interesting. So I, you know, I like the under to be honest oh, wow. with you because first betting um, tip of the, of our podcast is take yeah, the under yeah. on the egg ball this take weekend. Take the under on the egg ball. Um, I, I think, 
with the emotion that involved, it's just, it's, it's, it's never really a huge, you know, it's never 50 to 40, you know, it's always tends to be just kind of a hard fought defensive nitty gritty game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I think it'll be a, a really great game. And, you know, I think if Ole Miss wins this game, we're looking at a sugar bowl berth, I think, yeah. uh, or, or a peach bowl. Uh, which is exciting, you know, to be back in one of a New Year's Six Bowl. But um, you got to win this game, and I think at nine and three, even if we lose, we still might be in that conversation. But It'd be close, yeah, um, yeah. But it's you know it, a lot rides on this game, and hence why a lot of people think this is one of the top five most important egg bowls um, of all time. Yeah, uh, if you if you have it, go back and listen to our first episode with Land. I don't know what number it was. I know we recorded it right before the season. Just look for Old Miss's colors. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, yeah, just do that. Uh, we talk about at the Egg Bowl, and I, I, it is one of the most year in and year out insane games. It, it's one, it's a great rivalry if you're not involved. And probably it's gotten, a, it's gotten scrappier than oh, the, yeah. in recent years, according to Land, who was boots on the ground for the last four. Not there, he wasn't there, but he talked about knowing the rivalry that has come to the point where it's like really scrappy. Well, that was wordy, <laughs> but seriously, it's like. You talked about just what escalated to get it to the point where now it's like, oh, wow, like people are really not fans of, I, I think you even said like you had people over that were Mississippi State fans and you like almost, you're you're not thrilled to see them, right, Lance? Like it got to the point where even you had to say, what is happening to me? Yeah, I mean, we just kind of, you know, almost didn't used to care that much about Mississippi State. And then the whole Dan Mullen NCAA thing happened. And mm-hmm. now it's just like all of a sudden, every time we see Mississippi State walk out of the tunnel, we just start seeing red. But but the funny thing is, and thing that's interesting, is the way this rivalry has kind of changed from what's on the field to what's off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the rivalry really, the, the, the like feistiness of it really only relies, resides in the fans, of, I would say, of late. Um, because, I mean, you know, Lane Kiffin, he cares about it for recruiting, but like, he doesn't really, you know, um, I just think that both coaches, you know, have been pulled from completely non egg bowl centered places mm. that they just kind of like, eh. I mean, like that they don't really preach that we've got to beat state, you know, right. this is the, sure. this is the pinnacle, you know, because they, they just don't really care. You know, Mike Leach doesn't really care about the egg bowl. I don't think Lane Kiffin really cares about the egg bowl outside of, you know, we need to win for, you know, for winning sake and for recruiting, you know, and I think, yeah. that, um, you know, if it were up to me, if, if I'm Lane Kiffin, um, bit last year was important, get the egg back, you know, we use, we use that in recruiting. I'd leave the, the damn thing on the field. Um, it, it's just, and just be like, all right, see ya. <laughs> and you know because it's I'm got so mad <laughs> that they couldn't seem to muster up the money to recast the thing to make it look more like a football and not have it look like a giant egg yeah, that, that would that would probably help but but I mean if he just leaves it there it, it just essentially first of all state fans would lose their mind <laughs> but but at the end of the day like you know it, it's if I think I mentioned this last time I was on like if Ole Miss wants to be the kind of program that it needs to be, it has to stop caring about Mississippi State. Mm. Because, you know, we have to start looking ahead to something bigger and better. And yeah. we just have to start focusing our attention on, you know, beating LSU, beating Alabama, just winning games. And, you know, I, I think even the Iron Bowl, like, it's a big deal. But, like, I don't think that's what Saban preaches every week. We've got to beat, we've got to beat Auburn. You know, mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl is the biggest game of the year. They just want to win. And, yeah. you know, I think Lane Kiffin 
who has become very Saban-like in what he does. He coached under Saban. He's starting to do those same kind of things, you know, harping on attendance, you know, harping on poor performances and wins, you know, doing things that, that Saban has done year in, year out. You know, I think we'll get there eventually. I think eventually he's going to kind of leave that rivalry in the dust. But, um, you know, the, as of right now, it just it means too much to these Mississippi players and to these fans that, you know, I, I don't know. I hope that, that he, if we win that he leaves the egg there. Um, but, but I just, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they'll do it, but. Um, it's a power move if he does that. That'd it, be wild. It a total power move. Oh, <laughs> the thing is, is that like the people that would hate him for it would be the people that like you would love that hate him. Like it would be the right. state fans that just absolutely, you know, like it would just, but to me, it's like, you know what? We don't care about this little trophy. We care about winning, you know, championships and whatever it is. You know, I think that would just be a, you know, a power move from a, from a, you know, coaching standpoint as well as like uh you know we're 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 over state and we're ready to you know jump yeah. up to that next level um but it is i mean it's it's a wacky rivalry it's a weird rivalry yeah it kind of it kind of falls under the rug of like you know you got Miss michigan ohio state um alabama auburn i mean you got all these great rivalries but almost is up and almost the state is up there in terms of entertainment value mm-hmm. um as far as 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 rivalries go but oh yeah um, i mean it's I hate that we plan on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is supposed to be a joyous occasion. I'm supposed to be thankful for things, but you know, a lot of times when we plan Thanksgiving and we lose, it becomes an unjoyous occasion and, you know, family right. members become unthankful for me and, and sure. my reaction yeah. to said game. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough game, but it'll be fun to watch. It's always entertaining when the, when the, when the, the golden egg finds its way to the field. <laughs> well, Lizzie, do you got you got anything else you want to check up on from this season? No, I don't. I'm excited to uh, definitely. I'll tune in on Thanksgiving. We hope it goes one. We hope it goes in your favor, land. Because, golly, that would be. I mean, it's just I would like to see that uh, left on the field. I think that'd be really interesting. So it would be wild. But uh, thanks for being on. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, so yeah, always. Always so fun to get to talk to you, Lane. So yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, like you're right. Let's let's hope that that uh that Thanksgiving is a, is a great day to be in uh, Harvard <laughs> Red and Yale Blue. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.